first of all I'll outline a bit what I'm going to talk about but I would also like to do meditation with the group and a little bit of practical feeling of the energy body so that you can feel your own energy body um, I also would like to just say a little bit about Alice Bailey and how this method of healing originated so I think I'll start with that I think last uh, meeting there was a talk on the seven rays which of course was a treatise on the seven rays was written by Alice Bailey she received these books by telepathy from a Tibetan master known as Dwaku or DK and she wrote 33 books uh, esoteric healing being one of them and when her work was done she that was the end of her life really but a lot of her, her work was written in the 1920s and was the forerunner of a lot of the teaching that is finding expression now now uh, she started she was born in Britain she was an Edwardian lady but she ended up going to California and started the first she was involved with the Theosophical Society in California but she had differences of opinion with them and she in the end ended up in New York where she founded the Lucius Trust of which the Arcane School is part and this makes it freely available for any student regardless of race or financial status to study the ancient wisdom because it's still run on a donation basis the Lucius Trust has three headquarters in New York, London and Geneva and they also run triangles in which people, three people link up every day in meditation uh, and sound the great invocation and the purpose of that is to light up the energy field around the earth with light to help enlighten um, the planet and the other thing the Lucius Trust runs is arcane, is the world goodwill uh, which is spreading goodwill around the planet and that's linked in with the United Nations but the IHRN uh, really uh, known as the International Health Research Network was founded by a lady called Brenda Johnson who was an Arcane School student and that has been the main body which has been working with esoteric healing uh, and the story goes that um, just I suppose in the 50s there was a man by the name of Rex Ryant who actually was a spiritual healer and he'd been a, a um, radar expert in the war and he was quite ill I guess he must have been in his 60s and then after this illness he was given to see etherically and at the same time seemed to receive the teaching about esoteric healing at the same time Brenda Johnson seemed to have found the Alice Bailey book on esoteric healing and the result of this is these two people met, met up and started working with it and founded the International Search Research Network and this method of working is taught all over the world South Africa, America, Sweden, Spain, England and that, that's just a little a bit about 
you know, the background of how it, it has been spread, really. But to understand the method of healing, you really have to understand what man is and how he fits into the universe harmoniously or not. And that's what this picture is all about, which I'll explain a little bit later. It shows the vastness of, of the universe, the different levels of being, which are not straight lines. The diagram has been to try and make it simplified. And you can see at the bottom where the little physical being is. So he's, um, we will discuss a bit more about how man fits into the, the pattern of everything. Because healing, of course, is to do with wholeness, is to do with balance, is to do with homeostasis, or the whole being working as a harmonious whole. So we also have to look at man from an energy point of view. Um, all this energy is one way uh, of esoterically looking at life, energy from the energy of a man to the energy of a chair, everything is energy vibrating at different rates of vibration and nothing is as solid as it seems, which is very positive in the sense that there is nothing that can't be healed ultimately with that attitude. So any, we have to think of this method of healing as healing in the energy field. And there are many methods of healing that do involve working in the energy field. I think there is not any method of healing that doesn't affect the energy field, whether it's conscious of it or not. Even taking antibiotics can have an effect on the energy field because the vital energy field of the body is so closely connected to the physical body and it's what animates it and obviously leaves it death and you're left with a, a, a massive chemicals. Um, but also involved with esoteric healing um, are the seven rays and also astrology because of course everybody is different because they're a different mixture of the rays and they're a different mixture of astrologi astrological energy that they're born under different constellations. We'll also look at the causes of disease and the law, a little bit about the laws of healing uh, as according to the esoteric science and in order to be effective at this form of healing you really have to be able to meditate and in a minute we will do some meditation meditation of course involves relaxation concentration and contemplation and through meditation we contact the soul a higher self uh, the personality is often referred to as the mechanism of the soul and through meditation we refine our personality bodies um, they become energized with the energy of the soul uh, so we become sensitive uh, and able to feel our subtle energies and other people's energies and you have to be able to feel the balance of other people's energies to do this work So, to explain esoteric healing might seem complicated and there is a lot involved and man, is partly because man is a complex organism made up of many tiny lives and many levels but it's really very simple uh, the first law of esoteric healing is that all disease is the result of inhibited soul life 
and there can be a block on the mental, emotional, or physical level. Often, it's emotional, people's reactions to what happens to them in life. Um, illness happens from within out and above down, not the other way, as is often thought. And cure also happens this way. Uh, in esoteric healing, we work from soul level, and there's a special formula, a mantram, an alignment we make. We have to align our own personality to that level and link up with the patient soul and source of all life, all light, and all power. And we are working with pure love, being that this is a secondary universe and which is love wisdom. So we're bringing this love energy down into our heart and up to our brain to make it conscious and then letting it radiate out our hands as we work with the patient. But I will get a bit more deeply into that as we go further. The healer doesn't actually heal the patient, simply facilitates Ultimately, there is really nobody that can heal anybody else. The person's inner being has to decide they want to become whole and become healed. So before I uh, go into any more detail, I would like to take the group into meditation. So if everybody would just sit up straight or however they're comfortable, Meditation helps to bring everything into balance and it helps to integrate groups. So I'd like you to just relax. Take a deep breath in and let it go. And with it, let go all of the problems in your life on any level. Focus your attention in a point between the eyebrows in the center of the brow which is known as the Arjuna center. The point of control of the personality. And from that point Watch the breath. The breath should be balanced. The same number of beats to the breath in as to the breath out. Balanced breath calms the whole system, gets rid of fear and anger. Now create with your imagination a circle of light flowing anti-clockwise around the group.
Now focus with detachment on your physical etheric body. Think of it as being in harmonious balance, working rhythmically, without hindrance, Be detached from any problems on the physical etheric level. Realize you are not your physical etheric body. And as a group we have found an OM to help purify and bring into balance the physical etheric body. Now focus on the emotional or astral body. Observe any negative emotional states, worry, fear, anger. Just observe and then create the astral body as a beautiful, clear, calm pool. Realize you're not your astral body and sound the arm as a group to help bring that body into balance. Now focus on the mental body There are two parts to the mental body, the concrete mind and the abstract mind. In the concrete mind, they're often cluttered with thought forms that block the light of the soul. In the abstract mind, the soul can be contacted. So let the mental body become crystal clear. And realize you're not your mental body and we sound the arm to help bring it into balance. Then lift your consciousness up to the soul which you can visualize as light above your head, above the crown center. It is in the crown that you can commune with the soul. Realize the soul is the highest self. We're souls with bodies, not bodies with souls. And allow the light the love and the power of the soul to flood through 
the mental, emotional, and physical etheric bodies, healing, soothing, purifying, and eliminating all that hinders service and good health. And as we sound the Om, we'll let this light flood through our whole being. Thank you. I'd like to read a definition from this book called A Practical Guide to Esoteric Healing. Uh, This book was written by Alan Hopking, who has done a lot of teaching uh, for the IHRN, and he has taken the Alice Bailey book, Esoteric Healing, and translated it into a more modern uh, language. Esoteric healing is an art and a science calling for the use of the mind but not the emotions in the service of the intuition for the purpose of manipulating energies to bring about change which will benefit the whole. For completeness I would like to add a few other words which may be regarded as definitions. Esoteric healing is the release of the soul so that its life can flow through the aggregate of organisms which constitute any particular form. Esoteric is a word that comes from the Greek, eso, meaning within, esterico, from within. Esoteric healing is to make sound from within. Sound can be variously understood either as an inner vibration or as being whole. Esoteric healing includes the exact science of contact of impression, of invocation, plus understanding of the subtle apparatus of the etheric vehicle. It is not easy to define anything, let alone esoteric healing. There are always so many other nuances that are left out of a definition. But of course, without a defined and understandable meaning to anything, there could not be language or communication. 
Esoteric healing primarily deals with two activities controlling energy, magnetism and radiation. Magnetism, a healer must be magnetic above everything else and he must attract to him the power of his own soul, those whom he can help and those energies when need arises which will stimulate the patient to be healed. And radiation, the healer must understand also how to radiate for the radiation of the soul will do the following it will stimulate to activity the soul of the one to be healed and the healing process will be set in motion the radiation of his mind will illumine the other mind and polarize the will of the patient the radiation of his emotional or astral body controlled and selfless will impose a rhythm upon the agitation of the patient's astral body and so enable the patient to take right action whilst the radiation of the vital body working through the spleen center will aid in organizing the patient's force or etheric body so a little bit about the constitution of man in the meditation I took you through an alignment process when we work with this method of healing we have to have create by aligning our personality a pure clear channel so the light of the soul can flow through so that this diagram uh, takes you through all the seven planes of existence from the divine, monadic, spiritual, intuitional, mental, emotional and physical etheric to understand fully esoteric healing one really has to look to understand the microcosm which is man and how he fits into the macrocosm which is the universe as I said before all this energy vibrating at different rates and the etheric energy um, is flowing throughout the universe and it flows into the human being uh, it's stepped down via the seven centers in the etheric body of the human being otherwise that energy would be too powerful for us to handle uh, and I will explain in a minute a little bit about the seven centers so from this diagram I particularly wanted to illustrate just how tiny man is in the scheme of things when we're working at healing we have to try and find exactly the point where relief will come so we have to understand a bit about all the bodies that man is not just flesh and blood but that there is the energy vitalizing that there is the emotional energy the mental energy and each of the seven centers can have a problem on any one of those levels a lot of people have emotional problems on what's called the solar plexus center which is the center that governs gut reactions and the gut 
and uh, emotional problems at that level obviously can cause lots of problems in the digestive system. Does anybody have any questions about the constitution of man? Thank you. Well, I shall rub him out now and uh, move on to the... Um, I'd like to do a diagram of the man with the seven centers just to explain a little bit about the centers in the, in the man. So if you would just bear with me while I do this drawing. Please, if anybody has any questions at any point, please ask, um, please ask them. I want to make sure I'm communicating. All right, so we just the man has seven major centers. I would just do because I'm no artist. I would just do a sort of representation. He has got the crown center, the Ajna center, the throat, the heart, the solar plexus the sacral, the basic. These are the main ones. So it's crown. The centers are directly connected to the pineal to the endocrine system. So the crown is the pineal gland. The archna is the pituitary. The throat is the thyroid and parathyroid. The heart is your thymus, which is your immune system. The solar plexus, where your vitality enters body by the spleen, is the um, pancreas. The sacral CRAL is the, the sex glands, the gonads, and the basic is the adrenal glands. Before I go into more detail with the centers, I'm just going to say a little bit about the etheric body. Uh, because the centers step down that energy of the universe so that our body can handle it. A lot of people with too much, too little vitality, they're not receiving and using that vital force properly. They're, it's just not coming in properly to their system. There are also 49, um, 21 minor centers and 49 minute centers as well. Uh, and we have to, in esoteric healing, understand um, which organs are connected with the centers and the problems associated with dysfunction, um, disbalance at a particular center in relation to a particular endocrine gland and perhaps a particular organ. But I just want to explain a little bit about the etheric 
the exeric body is the energy body which vitalizes the negative substance of the dense physical body the etheric body is an inseparable part of the physical body the physical body can be likened to a robot or a puppet dangling on the threads of light of the etheric blueprint which created it the physical body could not function without its etheric counterpart everything in the universe has its energy body or etheric counterpart the etheric body is part of the universal energy and all living things in the microcosm are connected to the macrocosm through the medium of etheric energy an understanding of the etheric body demonstrates the great unity of energy which we all share with the cosmos and all the kingdoms of nature the etheric body of the physical microcosm is shared with the etheric body of the planets and solar system macrocosm and is subject to constant change the etheric body is made up of lines of force in a constant state of flux these can be seen as lines of light the lattice work of the etheric body interlocks and circulates around all life forms and can be perceived as lines of light and can be felt as vibrating energy this etheric energy emanates from any of the seven planes of planetary life of which I have just erased um, where many lines of etheric energy concentrate and cross a major center is found in the etheric body uh, there are seven major centers linked to the physical body by the nadis or etheric nervous system the centers govern the ductless glands which vivify the blood and relate to the organs of the physical body the seven centers respond to the energies of the seven rays so each center has a particular ray as was mentioned last, last lecture they condition 21 minor centers and 49 points of the minute centers the dense physical body is held together by the etheric body it is what it is because of the energies flowing through the etheric if there is disease or malfunction of the physical body there is an imbalanced flow of etheric energy through one of the centers relating to the problem usually too little or too much etheric energy is flowing and disease or discomfort in the physical body is the result the physical body expresses etheric energies the etheric body is not static it is fluid and constantly changing in response to different energies bombarding it from the universe which are obviously rays and also planetary energies <coughs> it is sometimes difficult to differentiate between the light atoms of animal magnetism inherent in the physical body itself and the etheric aura the radiance of the etheric depends on the point of evolution reached by the person in the more evolved it extends further out from the physical form and is easier to perceive the etheric body is the energy form underlying the physical and creates the physical form's expression and shape it follows the physical form outline until the head center awakens and then it becomes ovoid in shape modern science is beginning to discover the electricity of the etheric body a quote from telepathy the etheric body is primarily composed of the dominant energy or energies to which the man, the group, the nation or the world react in any particular time cycle or world period the etheric body is an expression of the one energy of the universe which we share with all beings and life forms it has different gradations of energy 
around different life forms and different vibrations <coughs> around different things but it is one energy or light vibration which connects everything an understanding of the etheric energies give a true insight into the great law of unity which underlies the apparent diversities of life it has been said that all physical forms but veil the light so that's a little bit of explanation about the etheric body and this particular way of working directly works with the etheric body <coughs> we're using the we are directing the energy of the universe via the soul and the heart to promote changes in the etheric to rebalance the centers so as I said before people are all different there is this unity and diversity because of the different planets, planetary aspects they're born under because of the different rays and as I believe was said last week you have your personality ray your soul ray your mental ray emotional ray and physical ray so you are everybody is quite a, a mixture so diseases are linked to centers and endocrine glands for instance diabetes is obviously there's a problem with the pancreas so you can think of a disbalance in the solar plexus um, kidney problems are to do with the basic center also the basic center is the will to be uh, it governs all the bones uh, in the body so any problem with the spine you would work uh, from the basic and there's another little uh, well it's considered a sort of a a minor center but it's one of the it, it is called the alta major here which eventually merges with the throat center and that becomes one center but that has a great effect on the nervous system um, but problems with vision with the eyes is to do with the uh, Ajna center uh, the whole digestive system is ruled by the throat the immune system and the lymphatics is connected with the heart uh, and not only do they have physical problems but they have emotional and mental problems connected to them like the sacral center not only uh, expresses dysfunctions maybe of or disbalance in the sex life but also right human relationships relationships to your family and friends and other human beings uh, a lot of emotional problems uh, are very much solar plexus and we're told that a, a lot of us are at the moment focused on the lower centers that's where our problems are and as we evolve the energy from these lower centers will be transmuted and go upwards solar plexus to heart sacral to throat a lot of creativity will start to emerge um, <coughs> yes uh, uh-huh yes okay um, 
Well, I was going to actually do an exercise of you feeling your own solar plexus. Uh, there are various systems of centers of color. Uh, I, in the past, have learned a completely different system than this particular system. Um, but in this particular system, uh, which comes through the, um, the IHRN, the solar plexus is felt here, which is almost above what would be considered hara in some systems. But if you would like to just close your eyes for a minute and just see if you can feel the energy of this center, it can be felt like a vortex of energy. Um, if you just close your eyes and tune into it and think solar plexus, because energy follows thought, and wherever you think, direct your mind, you should, you should feel that. So you could just tune in and see if you can feel the energy. You can see if you can feel it etherically, and then emotionally, and mentally. But just see for a minute if you can feel it. It's often quite an active center. I don't know, did anybody feel it? Any, any comments on that? Nobody felt it. Oh, you know about it anyway. Well, maybe, maybe you know this. Maybe I don't need to say anything. The basic center is just below the. Um, it's actually below the tail, below the coccyx. It's actually. I mean, that drawing is just. Uh, it, you can't, it's not accurate as to exactly where they are in the body because I can't draw. But the basic is is just below. It's outside of the body actually. It's below the tail. And then your sacral is just in the region of the womb. Uh, solar plexus is around the navel. Heart is sort of between the breast. Throat, of course, is here. Outer is at the back, just at the top of the throat. It sort of becomes part of the throat anyway, eventually. Um, and crown, of course, is above the head. And Ajna is here. But it's very interesting because how the glands work in relation to the centers because, of course, the pituitary gland controls all the other endocrine glands and it's like the master computer and when you are really focused here you are in control of the personality or sitting on the throne as has been said so with, with this studying this way of healing it is a science and it's pretty exact um, you have to know you have to be able to empathize with the patient and really know the point exact where the problem is. So it's not really like faith healing or anything like that. You really have to study about uh, the centers and uh, how they relate to the organs and the glands.
geometric patterns rather than feelings I mean everybody would, would see it differently but that would be you were obviously tuning into different levels when you had different experiences of it um, so are there any more questions on the centres Well, would you like to do any particular centre? You you you're welcome if you want to feel a different centre. If you want to feel the heart, for instance, which is above the diaphragm. And the energy quality above the diaphragm is quite different to the energy quality below. Can we try that? Yes, of course. Please slow me down if I go too fast. I have a tendency to be a bit speedy sometimes. So if you just tune in, again, focus here in Ajna first and just feel heart, think heart. You can feel it physically. Don't think emotional, astral heart, emotional heart. You can move your hands further out from the body for the different levels. And then mental. I don't know if anybody would like to share any experience with that. They felt the difference between the lower energies and the higher. Yes, When we do this work, um, if we're, just to explain, um, if we're 
working I'll, I'll just like to do a, a explain how we work we work in a way with triangles when we do this work first of all if we were doing just to explain how we would do it if we were doing a healing on somebody we would do this alignment which I mentioned that you connect you first of all align your own personality and go up to your soul then you connect with the soul of the other person and then the source of light, love and power and then down to your heart up to your brain to make it conscious the heart brings it the love make sure it comes as love and we that is one thing with this way of working we never use will we always use love because if we use will A. we can take on the other person's problem and we're sort of trying to force something which is in, sort of involves personality uh, unless you're very evolved and there are different ray methods of healing and the first ray method would involve spiritual will which is a bit different than personality will but so it, it comes to the heart and then up to the brain to make it conscious and then from the ajna streams out to the centers in the hands and then you would uh, step into the energy field of the patient and we say a mantra first which uh, part of it is may the soul heal as it wills but also we use a protective triangle which is basically if you mustn't think of triangles as being triangles they're more like vortexes uh, but it's like a wheel of pure love from your heart to your crown to their crown and it, it literally becomes like that between the, the, he, the healer and the patient which is protection from any transference of any problem because obviously if you're too personality focused and you feel too much for in, a per, in an emotional way you can risk taking on the other person's problem which won't really do you any good or them any good so that's why we work out of the personality at this level and also if you understand the laws of esoteric healing which there are quite a few laws and rules about you understand why um, the soul is the true healer within the form so when you have actually done that alignment you then step into the energy field you start with the ajna and you would hold um, either side maybe I can use Nigel as an illustration here and just you would hold um, the ajna center with one hand at the front I'm watching your equipment don't worry you'd hold it and the outflow of the ajna is at the back and you can actually feel the whole body by holding that center all the other centers are actually in the ajna center and then you would you you would work with you work with love and you think balance and then you go down to solar plexus and you can either work with your hands on either side of the pa of the patient and sometimes you feel the energy flowing too fast in at the back or it's a bit like tuning a guitar you can feel the energy flowing in both hands and when you have a balance the energy feels the same in both hands and then we go down to the basic center sacral center heart center 
throat center and you can also do the crown and the altar um, as well but you can also work from the back of the patient as well and so often I will work with them sitting upright in a chair but it's often more relaxing if they're lying down either face up or face down you just as, as energy follows thought you just key in to the center you want to work with and sometimes you feel pain in the center or you feel a block in the center uh, and it could be on an emotional level or beyond so that is the first thing we do we balance the centers bring them into balance and then for instance there are various triangles to do now I'm obviously not going to do all the triangles because there are absolutely loads of them but for instance I think I'll start with the, the basic so ruling the basic center you have the basic center rules kidneys and the adrenal glands and please excuse the illustration <laughs> okay so um, and the, the spine okay spine so from the basic center which you know is will to be you have deep fears anybody with deep fears who's had shocks um, you can think of the basic <coughs> the basic center and there are various triangles here uh, you can hold the basic center uh, and balance the kidneys you hold with one hand and you balance often them separately do the, the kidney triangle obviously any problems with the kidneys or urinary problems cystitis anything like that you would work with the basic center and hold um, the kidneys you can think of the whole urinary system and really we're working with light and we can irradiate the whole you, you see these triangles lighting up and they're not like triangles as much as vortices they spiral I mean you, you visualize the three points resonating and the energy literally spirals around and it can become more than two-dimensional uh, so for fear there is actually the fear triangle so you have little minute points on the kidneys and so you can you can hold the whole lot at once if you want it's just a case of how much you can hold in your mind at once you could do it without the hands um, but usually we hold the basic with the hands and use the ajna to uh, draw the triangle use that uh, also from the basic you can check the spine and so you would, would hold the basic and draw your hands very slowly up the etheric spine and again you can often feel where the person has a backache or a block and I have had experience of people coming with trapped nerve or whatever or pain in the spine with this way of working surprisingly that has gone after after the work but obviously depending on the karma of the situation and how long they've had it and all the rest of it um, and the abilities of the uh, you know what the soul decides to do depends on you know whether you get the allevi immediate alleviation of, of a problem or not um, but all the centers for instance have an effect on the spine the sacral will build up tissues that's a building center uh, through the spleen which is a minor center of the solar plexus uh, 
you can vitalize the spine. Through the heart, it would increase the blood flow in the spine. Through the throat, um, the, and also the nervous system of the spine. So if you were, were wanting to effect, to help the nerves in the spine, you would hold, visualize a triangle spine, an basic uh, spine, outer, major. Uh, and the solar plexus, for instance, is digestive problems. Uh, so you would have, um, for vitality, I'm just trying to think which way my man is. I think this is, I put stomach, spleen over here, okay, and liver over here. Does that make any sense? <laughs> okay. Uh, now the spleen, we have actually above the heart a center known as the vagus. And there's actually a triangle between the vagus nerve the center below the heart, which is, these are minor, minor centers, and spleen, minor. And unbeknown to everybody, etheric energy and prana, all the time, comes into this triangle, circulates three times, and goes to the spleen, and energizes and vitalizes the whole body. Now this is happening all the time. If we consciously do this vagus triangle, on somebody, it can help to bring rhythm to the life. Because rhythm, right, rhythm in the body, rhythm in the life has a lot to do with, with health as well. Um, uh, has anybody got any questions of any diseases or any problem areas? It's the center below the heart, it's called. It's just a minor center. So it's the vagus nerve. There's no name and a center below the heart. There, as I said, are 21 minor centers and 49 minute ones. Um, so you see, we, we do have to know quite a bit about the body and how it works physically as well as etherically. So yes, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Do they use this in medical school? The centers? Yes. No. The closest thing I think is acupuncture, study shiatsu myself, and I do feel there's a correlation between, there's a terrific similarity between working with meridians and working in the etheric energy field and working with the various uh, shiatsu points and subos which have various illnesses connected with them and working with this particular way as well. You find sometimes people that are afraid of life, the basic center, is weak. And once we've, we've balanced the centers and done, if it's a case of digestive problems, for instance, we would work the solar plexus triangles. And there are quite a few of them. Uh, so you would have solar plexus stomach, stomach minor, solar plexus liver, liver minor, and there's one organ one, pancreas, stomach, uh, liver, PSL it's called, which helps the whole digestion. But things like criticism are connected to the stomach triangle. Decision making connected to the gallbladder. So you have emotional kind of states as well as the physical problems. And really you'll find that often the, the, the situation of irritation, which a lot of people suffer from, really does play havoc with the digestive system. We're taught 
taught to try and be harmless as possible which is very difficult when you've got some people have a lot of things to have to deal with which are like red rags to a bull so it's very difficult to keep your equanimity all the time and be focused you know in the ajna so um, modern life causes a lot of irritation for people there's a lot of uh, noise which is not you know very positive for people background noise and the rushing around and the hustle and bustle of everything and uh, so a lot of people suffer from irritation which causes an awful lot of problems in fact flu epidemics are supposed to be the cause of worry and irritation going through the astral body of, of humanity so once we have brought about the balancing and then done our practical work on the different little triangles we might work um, then we would hold the whole person in balance in the ajna and then we would balance the centers against each other we balance crown and basic and you often will find if there is a lack of integration in the person it doesn't feel a connection when there's a well integrated person uh, you can literally feel like a line of energy between the two hands between those two and then you would balance um, solar plexus heart and throat sacral and then close the aura of the patient and say a mantram uh, similar to what we said in the meditation of the soul um, healing, soothing, strengthening and then we give thanks for the opportunity to heal and then very important is we switch off this um, current that we've opened up because you are like a lightning conductor really when you're working with these energies and you have to bring the energy back to your heart and take it to the ajna which is the point of control and send it back to the soul and beyond closing and sealing the healing triangle and breaking contact with the patient and then you just gently put your hands on the patient and bring them back so actually all the time you've been working you haven't actually touched the patient although as I say working with shiatsu which is a different system but which is touch there are cases when you could actually touch the person physically as well which might in certain cases of pain be helpful although in my experience when my etheric body is touched it feels like there is an actual physical touch um, you know you can if you're in that space of, of healing and also it is done in a very meditative space the patient often goes into a deep relaxation now the other form of esoteric healing is radiatory and you don't use the hands at all you literally expand your aura to envelop the patient and you're simply working with, with radiation uh, which is a slightly different alignment when I work I use both you can superimpose them on, on each other so you're actually radiating and, and enfolding them in your aura at the same time as you are using your hands as well this method of working is taught in four parts and part one teaches a very simple alignment and as you get more advanced with it you start to work by, by activating your head centers and the glands involved which actually opens your inner vision so you can actually see 
uh, more clearly what you're doing but at first with this work you tend to just feel and intuit and obviously intuition is very important uh, to be able to to work this way um, no no but it it's um, on different planes it would change that's why in the meditation I said a circle of light flowing anti-clockwise that is actually on the emotional level whereas a clockwise one would be on the physical would be sunwise rather than the opposite uh, you can actually have them going both ways at once if you if you, if you choose uh, so I wanted to just I was going to go into a little bit about causes of disease uh, esoterically so I have tried to is that too much to take in all at once or is that give a basic idea of how this way is worked how we work with, with this method I'm just wondering whether it's possible to have a go at that triangle you might find there yes of course yes sure sure I could all right what I'll do rather than just doing the triangle I'll just uh, quickly if you I'll talk you to a very quick alignment with it so you first get your body in alignment your personality out of the way and you focus above the personality in the light of the soul bring that energy to your heart center and the brain and feel it radiating from Ajna out through the hands and then you can feel you can take your hands and try and feel think basic center which is obviously it's a bit difficult where how we're sitting to really get hold of it but you can just think it you just can hold your hands in front of you and think basic and you should pick it up because energy follows thought when you can feel that center you could hold kidney right kidney you can take your hands off the basic and put the arjuna center hold the basic with your arjuna center and hold your two hands right kidney left kidney and just try and feel a balance between the three points obviously it's practice like everything else you could also think you could also bring in the adrenal glands to this triangle you could hold the basic with the ajna and the adrenal glands in the hands 
also the fear triangle you could which is holding the basic in the archer and the little minute points on the kidneys you just really have to think fear triangle adrenal triangle to activate it and you can feel it on again emotional and mental levels and then you can just release the hands take the energy up to the ajna and return it back to the soul you actually can do this work on yourself you can work at just holding each of your own centers and bringing them into balance finding out where the disbalances are and any problem that you've got you can actually work with that way and also obviously whoever was working on you could put their hand hold outer and basic and hold the hands over the area that was hurting and direct energy into, into that. Uh, well, it, you have three points if you're thinking basic, altar, and sh- and shoulder. I think why they work in threes um, is that the whole etheric of this particular solar system is triangular. The first solar system was square, and the future one is supposed to be circular. So hence, the working in the the triangles. I mean, the the three, the sevens and the threes. I mean, it gets, you know, you have the three first three rays. You have a lot of threes working the way down through the whole system. The basic laws governing the soul and healing. All disease is the result of inhibited soul life. Disease is the result of a person's past his inheritance and the environment both inner and outer disease is the result of the conflict between the person's outer personality self and his inner spiritual self the soul is the healer of the form a person is healed when the flow of life energy is directed unimpeded to his appropriate endocrine gland to release the imperfection in the patient the healer must use harmlessness the word of the soul governs both life and death so these are basic seven basic laws um, governing the attitude of the healer to the patient and uh, a relationship aspect this is from DK this is a quote disease is energy which is not functioning as desired or according to plan Inpouring energies are brought into relation with forces and good health, strong and adequate forms and vital activity results. The same inpouring energies can, however, be brought into relation with the same forces 
and a point of friction be set up producing a diseased area pain, suffering and perhaps death the energies and the forces remain of the same essentially divine nature but the relationship established has produced the problem and that's the other thing that happens when you have a point of friction if you have a discomfort, a problem we tend to focus on it which makes it worse but it's very difficult some problems are so stubborn it's very difficult not to focus on them whereas if we could realize if we could just be detached and focus higher at a higher level um, the power of indifference also uh, could help perhaps the problem um, so really one of the best um, ways of healing is to get if a person is ill to get infused with some other subject to the extent where their attention is drawn away from worry from wor- the more you fo- I mean obviously if you do something positive to help it that's one thing but if you think oh you know I've got this problem uh, and you keep focusing on the problem you are just going to make it bigger and bigger and bigger because you created a giant thought form about it mm-hmm. um, at the same time trying to heal it uh, mm. uh, when you're, you're sort of uh, presumably that, that would mm. make the focusing on it a bit more positive because you thought if you're sort of trying to think constructively about oh yes yes obviously in yeah. the way that Simon from Dolphus Canterbury mm. With esoteric healing, there are ways of helping to transmute the cancer. There's what's called uh, synchronizing triangles. Uh, cancers often go to link with the sacral centers because the sacral center is the creative center, is the building center. Obviously, often that is actually overactive in a cancer situation and also there can be sexual suppression in a cancer situation morbid introspection as well Um, but there is a triangle which the patient helps with as well which literally what you do is you synchronize uh, with the patient's center and you literally take for instance you would perhaps in, in certain cases synchronized with your sacral center with their sacral center obviously being very much focused in the ajna before you did it and very very much have the protective, protective thing going and then you draw the energy out into your center and transmute it in your crown and I actually have experienced a case of a lady that had breast cancer she did have orthodox healing as well but uh, she had this particular way of working a group actually worked with her and synchronized with her and you literally could feel it lifting feel the the energy changing and the whole thing lifting that's another way we just have to think that it's all energy and when the energy is vibrating um, out of balance out of alignment um, if one energy is you know, vibrating at, at a negative energy in, in relation to everything else, then you have disease. It's so difficult to get a harmony when everything has its own life and will. You know, 
you've got your solar plexus doing one thing and then your sacral center doing something else and I mean it is incredibly it's like riding a bucking bronco until you get this focus and constantly through meditation is one of the main ways of of bringing in the soul which helps to establish its own rhythm on the whole personality and while it's doing that it can be a pretty painful process because a lot has to be let go of, a lot has to be purified and sometimes disease doesn't always end in um, and sometimes healing doesn't always end in curing a disease sometimes um, depending on the situation and the karma of the individual death would be the result and also there is a lot of warning that depending on the knowledge and skill of the healer you actually can uh, if you are, go about this in total ignorance you could actually make somebody worse so you do have to be conscious of what you're doing but then again you have to start somewhere because if you I think we feel if we don't go out of our way and we only work on who comes to us and who asks us this is another thing we are not uh, we're not allowed to um, you know we only work when asked and that way um, you're usually given what you can handle you're not going out of your way so what is yours will come to you basically leave the rest alone uh, is, is a part of the philosophy behind this with this risk of possibly making somebody worse attached mm. particularly to this type of triangle chakra healing or is that a thing that goes with any, any form of spiritual healing I think it could go with any form of spiritual healing definitely um, and then there are certain cases where whatever you do it will get worse before it gets better mm. as well and this this book esoteric healing does not say esoteric healing is the only way of working in fact it venerates allopathic medicine sometimes a plumber is needed sometimes surgery is needed sometimes modern medical technology is needed and because we realize the body is only our robot our vehicle um, if we need to have that we have it we realize the body is the shadow of the real in a sense so uh, whatever happens to our body our soul is eternal so uh, if it's needed to have an operation I think when we're an adept I could see in the future that this way of healing could actually cure absolutely anything but I think that would be in a few thousand thousand years uh, you don't know you think it would be sooner and they go and have the healing before anything I like the Chinese philosophy because they only paid their doctors when they were well when they didn't pay their doctors when they were ill but uh, oh wonderful I don't know whether I can generalize more, mm -hmm. but it's mm -hmm. under expression, but an overactivity of the adrenal. So, sacral center. Often there is the basis, there is, that is the center that is overactive. 
Uh, but certain areas could be suppressed. There are, well, the sex function could be suppressed or there could be morbid introspection. There are various um, uh, things involved with cancer, but that is just one of, because that's the center that is the building center, the creative center, that it produces too many cells too quickly. Um, mm -hmm. That could come into it, but not necessarily. It could, it's not always linked linked with that. But I mean, it depends where it is. If it's of the breast or the uterus, there usually is a sexual connection. If it is in, in one of those, there's something not being expressed correctly. Uh, on some level in relation to that center. When you say morbid thought, you mean sort of any, any, any kind of... Uh, any kind of morbid thought, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, just constantly depressed or just constantly negative. Mm -hmm. um, the door mask. I want to well, again, you could look to your basic center, you could look to your heart center, your throat and heart. But usually there would be a disbalance there, but still there would be a sacral disbalance as well. Um, but obviously, there are many reasons for cancer. There's the miasms, there's genetic background, there's all sorts of hereditary, there's a lot of things. It's not just, you know, that, but the sacral problems, but often the, the sacral will be overactive and then there'll be some other disbalance. Supposing it was the bones, there would be definitely a disbalance in the basic. If it was the lungs, the throat and heart, um, Different cancers associated with different. I mean, if it was leukemia, the, the the heart, the blood, you know, yeah, yeah. So it would it it varies. There are there are no real hard and fast definite, uh, you know, rules with with different diseases. Mm. Mm. But there is quite a lot of detail about where it originated. It originated in, uh, I believe, cancer was Atlantean. You know, there you get into miasms and, and uh, uh, I mean, homeopathically, you've got your sora, your syphilis, and your gonorrhea. Sora is the soil in which disease happens, and that is so ancient nobody knows where it originated and then syphilis is anything any diseases involving blood gonorrhea is anything involving over acquisitiveness or greed and the childhood diseases certain things are marriages of all three people have that running through them running through their genetics you mean um, it's not just karmic by life from life to life but it's also genetic or do you think that that's also really karmic or is a lot of diseases <coughs> non-karmic and, and it's there either by accident or in order to mm -hmm. enable a person to make accelerated spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. 
Is that true? Well, that's a big question. But he mentions in here there's one of the laws of healing um, which involves the law of ancient evil sharing, as it's called, which some of these um, problems go back into the dawn of time and we share them with all humanity, some of these diseases. Um, tuberculosis was introduced, um, gosh, I think with, that was Atlantean because people were getting too, too they were um, being too acquisitive and too materially oriented and that was actually supposedly introduced by hierarchy to get them to reorient themselves to a sort of more spiritual way of way of life. So diseases are really... Um, Some of them have been imposed to, put, to accelerate evolution, yeah, so, so they it are, seems. They are really, aren't healing, on a, a wider scale. Yeah, they, they, it does go into that, that uh, the childhood diseases are a good example of this. Modern medical science tries to suppress them, but these are things that are actually being cleared and depending on the strain of myosins the child has depends on what diseases they're likely to get. Some are more susceptible to measles, some are more susceptible to chickenpox. They're different mixtures of, of the myosins. But they're actually a cleansing process and they actually make the child more independent from the parents and they shouldn't be suppressed. Often if they're suppressed by a vaccination, it, they will appear, they will come out as something peculiar. That's why there's so many, so many people have had so many antibiotics for so many things. There's a lot of very peculiar diseases around that people actually don't know quite what they are. And you go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, it's a virus, have some more antibiotics. You mean things like SAD and ME? Well, I think that SAD yeah, definitely could have an effect, that the light has an effect on your pineal gland. And if you, 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 you do need sun to be happy. Yes, yes. Well, that's, I wouldn't connect SAD with antibiotics. No, no, I don't connect that with antibiotics. But what would you connect it with? lack of light, definitely lack of sunshine. I bet you'd be happy if you went to California or somewhere. You know. But ME, I'm dubious about because it does seem to be certain diseases at the moment, like ME, Candida, are terribly oversubscribed. You know, if you have a slight this or a slight that, oh well, you've got this or you've got that, and then the person thinks they've got it, and well, then you know that, that makes it. Then they they think themselves into it. Yeah. But um, and even AIDS, which is almost like the lesson of syphilis and gonorrhea, hasn't been learned, or the syphilis and gonorrhea has been efficiently suppressed with antibiotics, and therefore we've got another autoimmune disease. Yeah. You know, um, it's quite. I know horrific how many people are constantly running to the doctor and never getting healed and just having a series of symptoms produced by various antibiotics. But that is an aside. Yeah, you're not presumably saying one should never have even mild antibiotics for flu or something like that. Right? Not if you know no other way of dealing yeah. with it. If you know other ways of dealing with it, you don't really need antibiotics. Garlic would be better, or herbs would be better, Chinese or orthodox herbal medicine or homeopathy all these things can be cured much more specifically but some people have, who I know have tried all those and, and still do occasionally that the doctor Seward here says that the, the mild and highly specific sort mm. that deal with 
not very strong, I mm. can deal with things like food. Mm. He doesn't think they do much harm mm. or any harm, really. Mm. Um, provided you go to moderation and anyone mm. you have to. Mm. But you're, you were talking about rather more um, um, power plant profits to deal with rather more... Well, I was to, I mean, in some cases, if, if, if someone has a real knowledge of homeopathy or herbs, really I don't, antibiotics would not be needed. I mean some people have cured the most horrific things because they have really had intuition, they've really known how to use these tools. Whereas it's as good as, you know, your ultrasound picture is as good as the person who's reading it. I mean in many ways whatever medicine, whatever from acupuncture to to antibiotics or whatever medicine you're using is as good as the practitioner, his vision of what's needed. Uh, mm -hmm, that's true. How sensitive they are. Yes. Don't forget the shiatsu experience you had, and you were cut, and you felt the disease lift off. That was another one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is that is your experience, and that's fine. That's what you needed to do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Inhibited soul life, yeah. Mm.